Hello, listeners. Welcome to The Economy Guy. This is Tom Harvey. I want you to be able to make great, informed financial decisions. And so the purpose of this podcast is to give you information, to give you some facts. I'm also going to share some of my opinions on world economic affairs. This is macroeconomics, not micro, macro, high-level stuff. Uh, Occasionally I'll get sidetracked and I'll... uh, But those sidetracks have an impact on the economy, and so they have a purpose. In addition, I'll tell you a little bit about myself and life and where I am and what I'm doing. So stay tuned, and here we go. 17th, and this is the Economy Guy coming to you with some pretty important news today. I see a slight change in the market, and I want when I see a slight change coming, I want to make it available for all of you to know and to understand. So today, I'm going to start by talking about one of the great, uh, what one of the great investors in the market is saying about what might prick the uh, the big stock market overpriced bubble. Uh, so every expert has their own ideas of what this uh, they are, and it's worth sharing. I've said a lot a lot in the past what I think is going to happen. Next, I'm going to talk about there's a bear market indicator that shows that one of the big markets might just be changing its direction right now. That's the big news. Third, I'll give you a summary of all the markets of what's happened this last week. And last but not least, um, the fourth thing I will do is give you reasons why 2021 will be a challenging year for investing. So stay tuned for all of this great news coming your way. So let's get on and talk about the investor whose name is Mohammed El Arian and his predictions for the four things that could prick the stock market bubble. Now, who is Mohammed El Arian? He's somebody I've been watching for over 10 years and listening to very carefully. So when he talks, I listen. Currently, he is the president of Queen's College, that's Cambridge uh, University in England. That's pretty impressive by itself. But before that, and why I listened to him so much, is he ran the PIMCO organization, which owned the most bonds in the world. He ran, basically, the bond market. So he understood bonds in and out. He is the bond expert, in my mind, in the world, and equal to what the Fed is doing. So he understands the Fed inside and out. So let's get on. What are the four things that he says might prick the stock market bubble. Well, the first is a reversal by the Fed in their policy. They are currently uh, very accommodating. He says, hey, if they want to raise interest rates, that would prick the... And I agree entirely with that, although the chances of that happening are slim to none right now because the Fed has very explicitly stated they are going to continue with their current policy. Second is a a large-scale bankruptcies. In other words, a large number of big companies going bankrupt. Uh, that's not happening right this moment. There will be bankruptcies that happen throughout 2021. Uh, if, if it accelerates, that could happen indeed. That could cause the um, pricking of the bubble. Right now, I personally don't see that happening. Certainly not in the first half. If it's going to happen, it would be way later. But we'll see. 
Actually, bankruptcies could be the result of a down market. They could be the opposite thing. Number three, a market accident. Something that happens in the market by accident. Uh, for example, uh, Bitcoin going down in 20% in two days. That happened uh, this last week. Uh, that's an accident happening. Uh, Bitcoin was a huge bubble. Uh, probably a much bigger bubble than any bu other bubble we've ever seen in the history of any markets. Bitcoin is it. And uh, it hit like $45,000 per Bitcoin. It dropped $10,000 in two days. Uh, so that's the kind of accident he's talking about. Uh, that causes people to be very nervous and to move money around quickly. That causes things to change quickly. The fourth and last reason he thinks it could happen is he says if there's a 20 basis point rise in interest rate yields, and he's just talking about U.S. Treasuries, 20 basis points, that's 0.2%, um, then he said that can cause it. Uh, <clears throat> he said, uh, however, uh, if you have a rising interest rate, uh, the Fed's going to print more money, and uh, that will bring interest rates back down. That's what has happened in the past. That's what he thinks will happen in the future. He said there's a huge codependency between the Federal Reserve and the markets. When uh, the markets go bad, the Fed jumps in and saves it. When the Fed jumps in and saves it, it's, it makes the market go up. They're dependent on each other. And how can we uh, show the, that dependency a little bit? For example, this last week we had about a million people claim uh, have unemployment claims, which is pretty massive. It should cause a, a downdraft in the market somewhere. And yet there was no impact in the market. So unemployment claims don't impact the market. What is impacting the market is the Fed. So those four claims lead right into my next topic. And the next topic is... What, is, what have I seen that uh, is happening right now that could be a major sign of things to come? This past week, we have seen a major technical breakthrough in the bond market. And when I talk about bond market, I'm always talking about the 10-year Treasury bond. Oh, it has now jumped through a technical resistance point and has been declared by some of the top bond people in the world to be in a secular bear market. It's not a bull market. That means yields going down, interest rate going down. It's turned and it looks like interest rates are coming up. You see, the interest rates broke through the technical resistance level this last week. It... Uh, that's a little history. Let's have a little history about bond yields. Because uh, I remember the good old days. Let's talk about 2007. The 10-year uh, Treasury was uh, selling it, give, giving a yield of 5.3%. Those were wonderful days. That was a good market. That was when bonds were worth something. Well, that's 2007. 2008, that yield, that interest rate dropped down by 2%, dropped down to about 3%. Um, and remember 2008, that was the big financial crisis. That's what happened. The next year, 2009, it jumped up another percent. It was yielding about 4%. That's pretty good. I mean, it, so it was reacting to the markets, and that was kind of normal. 
However, this last March of 2020, the uh, yield was 0.4%, effectively zero. I mean, it's if yielding nothing. However, so beginning of, uh, you know, the beginning first quarter uh, uh, 2020, 0.4%. Today, and the major jump that happened this last week, it's 1.1% and rising. It looks like it's going up. I noted when it hit uh, below that, uh, the 0 0.8, 0 0.9%, I said, uh-oh, it's coming up. Well, now it's 1.1. It's coming up uh, pretty fast. There'll be adjustments in it. But the uh, major bond people are now saying, watch out. There's a, It's a, a bear market. Well, what we expect to see, we expect the Fed to react to this in the fullness of time because they cannot allow a continuing rise in interest rates. But this is going to put a lot of pressure on the Fed. Uh, this is a, and do you remember the last segment? I said, what, what did Mohammed El Arian say could prick the stock market bubble? He said a 0.2% rise in interest rate. Okay, 20 basis point rise could cause it. That was his personal feeling. Well, it's done that. Okay, well, it's done that, and the stock market has not wavered. It was a little bit down on Friday, but effectively all it's going sideways. It's still at a record massive high. And uh, all of the stock market geniuses in the world are saying that it's still a bull market in stocks. So it, it has not pricked it. But, uh, hey, when you see a signal that could, that means put the antennas up. Start watching real closely. And something I, I really want to emphasize is um, while I'm giving you this signal that something has changed, uh, this is not any recommendation to buy or sell anything. Uh, make up your own mind based on your own uh, good marketing uh, and uh, investment experiences on what you think is going to happen. I'm giving you the news as I see it and what it means. Here is an aside, a personal note, something uplifting that I'd like you to hear. It's a uh, written by Melody Beatty, and it's about called Gratitude. Gratitude unlocks the fullness in life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. And here is the market wrap for this last week. We've talked about some of the items already, but here's the complete story so you can see it. Share prices basically move sideways. No major change. Still massive high in stock prices, right? Uh, this is the, the world markets that are going on. Gold actually fell. It is the, uh, closed the, on Friday at uh, 1827. Remember the trading range I keep talking about is 1850 to 1950. It uh, went below that and has stayed below that. It's tried to come back up into it. It's failed. It, on Friday, it fell down to 1827. This is still a good buying position for gold, in my opinion. The dollar rose. 
Now, I guess the dollar was tired of falling, so the, the dollar has risen uh, back somewhat during the week. So this was a strong week for the dollar. Uh, what, you know, what else is going on in the world that could make that happen? Here's something I really want to emphasize to you, and that is uh, all commodities are going up, except gold, of course. But let's talk about all commodities. If you talk about, you know, all of the wheat and corn and soybean and hogs and all of that stuff is going up. Copper and all of metals, all, they're all going up. Um, commodities are at a real low position and this could easily be a bear mar a bull market, excuse me, a bull market in commodities just starting off now. So uh, it looks to me, if I were going to make a prediction, that uh, in 2021, commodities will be in a bull market. They'll, they'll be much higher at the end of the year than they were at the beginning of the year. And uh, those of you who are interested in commodities, please know that they are very seasonal, especially uh, uh, those things you eat. So, but, uh, so don't invest unless you know a lot about commodities. Uh, the last thing I, I guess I wanted to talk about was Bitcoin. I talked about that a little bit, it, that it had the great fall. It, had, it hit a record this last week. That's the point to make. It's really gone up. It seems to be the uh, uh, investment du jour to create as a, the biggest bubble ever. Uh, 45,000 for Bitcoin was a new record and it was massive. And if you look at it on a graph, it was parabolic going up, exponential, whatever you want to call it. It was going straight up and it stopped. And it's uh, at, from 45,000, it dropped 10,000 in two days. So uh, that's uh, not for the faint of heart to be investing in or maybe not to be investing in. It's your personal choice on whether you have a lot of faith in what Bitcoin is worth and what it will be worth in the future. That's your choice, not my choice. That's it for the markets right now. It gives you the feel for what's going on. Things are changing just a little bit. Uh, the bond market changed. I talked about interest rates in the last segment. The, uh, that that has uh, come up. The interest rates come up to 1.1% for 10 years. That's what I watch. And that's a technical breakout. Commodities are on the way up. Those are the big messages for this last week. Things to really be watching. So let's look at 2021 and where is what is the state of affairs regarding the economics? You know, what are, what are the markets? Where are they? How, do, how does it look for 2021 in the future? How hard will these things make it to make money in investing? You decide. Let's start with uh, interest rates are near 0%. Like, that's not good, and uh, that's true around the globe. In fact, negative interest rates some places in the world. Thank God the U.S. does not have it. Uh, amount of debt in the world around the globe has never been higher. Uh, it's so bad that uh, clearly some amount of trouble is going to come from it, and that's a quote from Charlie Munger. He's the vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, that's Warren Buffett's company. Those guys work like uh, two, uh, two people, two peas in a pod. They work together. They both believe the same things. Uh, and uh, he believes that we're kind of touching fire, touching that hot stove is what we're doing when we have that much debt. I tend to agree with him. Uh, debt's going to just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, it's going to go way up, way, way up. Like it could 
it depends on what happens, how fast and how high. But it's not going down, it's going up. The stock market is really, really up there, really high, no matter how you measure it, no matter what measurement tool you use to measure uh, the value of the stock market, you are at a peak, period. That's it, over and out. Uh, the uh, forward return probability, that's a nice technical term, is lower than it's ever been. Uh, that's not good. I'll just state that. Uh, and uh, the last time we had a big market pop with uh, the t turn of the century, and that's the dot-com bubble, it took 15 years for the tech stocks to come back to what they were at the top of that bubble. 15 years. Think about that when you worry about the next pop, popping bubble. The uh, quality of the debt we have out there is awful. It's never been worse. In fact, we're at extremes in all ways you look at this market and all the various pieces of the market. We all, we, I've talked about zombie companies in the past. We've never had so many zombie companies. So things people that can't pay their bills, basically zombie companies. Uh, we have record margin debt. I really worry about margin. Uh, to me, when I hear margin debt, that tells me the small investor is taking a big risk by using margin to buy extra shares. And uh, when that hits a peak, which it is right now, that tends to say uh, you're having a frothy top of market. And the people who get killed are the small guys. That's why I hate margin debt. The small guys get killed when that happens. They don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to get out quickly. It's uh, new that for them. They'll, a lot of people will learn a lot of bad lessons if this market turns down, the stock market. And so what does the bottom line of all that mean? <clears throat> well, we are currently at the boom level of the third great bubble that has happened in the last quarter century. We had the dot-com bubble in 1999, coming down on 2000. We had the great housing market, topped 2006, caused the great crash in 2008. Uh, we are now at uh, in the third bubble, where the stock market is in the bubble. This, this time it's a stock market, and it's all stocks. So uh, that's it for today. I hope you guys have a great week. This is going to be a, a historic week coming up. So uh, stay tuned, watch the news, uh, enjoy life, stay safe, and um, go hug a neighbor or hug your wife. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to hit that subscription button. This is Tom Harvey. I'm an investor and not a financial advisor. Nothing should be construed as advice or solicitation to make a trade in any market and I disclaim any responsibility for any negative effect of decisions made by the listeners.